Well, welcome and good morning. My name's Steve. I'm one of the pastors here at Central Vineyard. And we're continuing our Know Your Enemy series this morning. And so we're going to jump straight into uh, the book of Ephesians. We're going to be picking up in chapter 6 and verse 10. And so Ephesians 6, 10, it says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This uh, passage of scripture forms the start of a much quoted portion of Ephesians where it talks about putting on the armour of God. And whilst we haven't got time this morning to unpack all of the implications of that, I do want to focus on the short time that we do have uh, on verses 10 to 12. And so this teaching series is really about uh, what some might call spiritual warfare. And that warfare comes at us from three different sources, the world, uh, the flesh or our own kind of sinful nature and the devil. And so for the last few weeks, we've been working backwards through those different ideas. And we've been talking about uh, what it means to face the battle with this, with this being, this entity we call the devil. And so the premise of this series is to know your enemy. But to know our enemy, we first need to ask, well, who is my enemy? And I think this passage helps us to identify that. You see, it's really easy, isn't it, for us to personify uh, our sense of who our enemy might be. And, And we do that by really pointing the finger at other human beings. Uh, And we make enemies of people all the time. Maybe when we think about this on a global scale, we see our enemy as maybe another nation or another country uh, that functions or thinks with a different set of ideals to ours. Maybe we feel threatened that somehow there's this threat to our freedom of life, our understanding of freedom. And so we create these walls of hostility between nations and different groups of people across the earth. That increasingly in the 21st century, uh, this sense of tribalism is well and truly alive. Maybe we see uh, our enemy as those who views politically fail to line up with our own. And, you know, we've seen this lived out, haven't we, in our own country in the last few years, where our country, our nation has been politically divided right down the middle. And like me, you may have heard some stories of even family members falling out, fighting over different political Uh, positions, even to the point of physical violence, simply because their political perspectives 
have, have been divided. Uh, they, they don't line up. Uh, that people have become enemies. Maybe our perception of our enemy is a little bit closer to home than that. Maybe it's a spouse or a son or a daughter or a mother or a father. Maybe it's an authority figure in our life. Maybe relationally things are broken so much that different individuals around us seem like our enemies. John Wimber, who really is the person seen as the the founding leader of our family of churches, he used to say this. He said, uh, your brother is never your enemy. And I think this is what Paul is trying to convey here in this passage in Ephesians. We see this in, in verse 11. He says, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And, and although the, the battle uh, in front of us may be with a brother or sister or an authority figure or a person with a different set of ideals or beliefs to us, the truth is, is our brother is never our enemy. The enemy is the enemy. And in this passage, it talks about standing against the devil's schemes. And so maybe it might be helpful to ask the question, who is the devil? So often when we think about the devil, we think of this slightly odd looking chap in red spandex and horns. In the Greek, the word uh, for, for devil is diabolus, which means slanderer or accuser. You know, his job is to frustrate God's purposes in the world. The devil is also uh, sometimes referred to as Satan, which is a Hebrew word, which means adversary. It's, it's where we get this concept of enemy from. You see, the scriptures help to paint a picture of who the devil is. Firstly, it's important to note that his origins are not as clear as we might think. It appears that uh, long ago, uh, before creation, the devil turned to pride and a path of destruction and lies. But we don't fully know his origins at all. In, in 1 Timothy 3.6, Paul warns that uh, a potential leader in the church must not be a new convert or he may become puffed up and conceited and fall into co the condemnation of the devil. So we know that that's at the root of what the devil is like. In John 8 and verse 44, Jesus tells some of the unbelieving Jewish leaders, he says, you are of your father, the devil, and your your, your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. And then in 1 John 3, 8, John warns the readers that whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. 
And so we see some character traits of the devil that have been there from the, the beginning of his existence. What else do we know about the devil? Well, secondly, even though the devil has a certain amount of authority in the earth, he is ultimately limited to what God permits him to do. And, and that, that was a concept that we've been picking up on in the last couple of weeks. In, in John chapter 12 and verse 31, Jesus calls the devil the ruler of this world. And in 2 Corinthians 4, Paul describes him as the God of this world, using a, a lowercase g. Uh, we also know from the Bible that in the end, Satan will not hold on to the authority that he has over the earth, that he is already a defeated enemy. The third thing we learn about the devil is that he's the father of lies. His main objective is to keep people from God's truth and to trap them on a pathway towards death. That's his game plan. That's been his goal all along. Even in the garden when he appears as a serpent and tempts Adam and Eve. His ultimate goal was to lead them into death. And so I say all that so we can begin to understand the true nature of the conflict. See this struggle, this fight isn't against flesh and blood. It's not against the people who stand before us. It's not against our brothers and sisters, those in authority. It's, it's, it's not in that sense. Paul says it's against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual force, forces in the heavenly realms, that, that all these things that come against us, they, they are influenced and shaped by one thing, uh, the enemy himself, the devil. And so the real enemy is the enemy. It's the devil. And yet it's easy, isn't it, to, to find ourselves blaming other people and making the fight an earthly battle. And yet this passage reminds us that the battle is far bigger than that. And the truth is, because of the nature of this conflict. We desperately need God's strength to fight. We need God's armour for the battle. You know, it would be inconceivable, wouldn't it, to imagine that if you knew you were heading into a war zone, that you would do so with the clothes you're wearing right now. And some of you are wearing pyjamas. You see, uh, going into a war zone without some kind of protection would be insanity. But the thing is, it's easy, isn't it, for us to get defensive when, when it's flesh and blood attack. But are we on the defensive spiritually when the, when the devil is trying to tear things apart, when he is about the schemes that he has? I think that's why Peter puts it this way. He says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. You see, we all need to be aware of the devil's schemes. 
That's why Paul says, put on the full armour of God. And whilst we don't have time this morning to go through the whole list of of those different bits of armour, I think it's true to say that putting on the full armour of God is really what I believe is to put on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We see this reinforced in in Romans uh, chapter 13 and verse 14. He says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And you know, the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of over the last few weeks uh, you know, we can. You may have heard lots of different things being said about this person, the devil, and the, and his schemes, and the the spiritual forces at work in our world. And we could be feeling fearful and anxious about those realities, but we don't need to be. In one John three eight says, "The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil." The reason why Jesus came, the reason why he came in the flesh, um, the reason why Jesus appeared was to destroy once and for all the schemes of the devil himself. And so we should put on the Lord Jesus because through him, God has delivered us from the power of darkness. And we should put on the Lord Jesus because God has cancelled the record uh, record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. And we should put on the Lord Jesus because he has gone into heaven and he's at the right hand of God with the angels, authorities and powers having been subject to him because, because he's seated uh, far above all and he rules with all authority with power and dominion it all belongs to him he is in control and you see we all may experience daily battles daily struggles but the good news is is that Jesus has already won the war and at the cross where he suffered and died, Jesus dealt with our enemy once and for all and broke the power that he had. And you see, his attacks now are simply desperate attempts to undo what cannot be undone. And so the truth is, is that we no longer fear. We no longer fear death because Jesus has conquered it. We no longer are enslaved to lies because Jesus is the truth. There is no longer any accusation the devil, the slanderer can bring because we are clean and pure in his sight. Jesus has has washed us clean. And so we need to be aware of the enemy's schemes, don't we? We need to know the source of the struggles and the attacks that we face. And the invitation from the Lord and Paul's invitation to us is to put on the armour of God, to, to put on the Lord Jesus 
himself. That he's the, he's the one who empowers us to fight the battles that we face, to, to come against the enemy's schemes. So why don't we pray? Jesus, I just invite your presence right now that as we as we sit in your presence in our living rooms across the county, Lord, we just, first of all, we say, come Holy Spirit. We just welcome your presence amongst us, Lord. We just invite you to come. And Lord, I pray that as we continue to just make ourselves aware of who our enemy is that we would be aware where the, where the devil is scheming and plotting and and trying to work against us that lord we would recognize that our battle is never against our brother our sister it's never against flesh and blood but it's against the things that influence the powers and authorities and the things in the heavenly realms, the things that have been unleashed onto creation, Lord. And Jesus, I pray you would show us how, how to put, put on the full armour, how to enter into the battle fully equipped and ready to face all that is thrown at us. Lord, we just pray that you would just give us wisdom. Help us to see um, the ways in which we, we come against the devil's schemes. And Lord, just help us to remember the battle is won. The victory is yours. The devil is a defeated enemy. And that anything he does is just a vain attempt uh, to break what you have accomplished once and for all for each and every one of us. And so have your way amongst us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>